0: Welcome to Hot Laps, brought to you by Heat Shield Products, race testing.
1: Hey, welcome back to Hot Laps. We're on lap 22, Shane. We got Patrick from Florida. He was not wiped out by the hurricane or tropical storm that came through. Uh, so we're excited to have him. Shane is changing up his... I'm to move my camera. He's moving his cameras. He's not comfortable where the camera was. You're good. It looks right. great. So anyway, we got Patrick today, Shane. And Steve is not What's here. What's up, Patrick? Steve's not here. What's up, Shane? So Steve's not here. So we're going to kick it off with a question and uh, see where we go.
0: Well, let's, let's hold up a second there, Chris. But before you get into that, I, I heard... I saw a post on Instagram and heard that you have a new vehicle in your driveway now.
1: Yeah, man, it's a hot rod.
0: Something of the vintage Ford variety.
1: It is. It's a 1963. uh, It's a Mercury Comet. Um, Technically, yes, there. yeah, it is a two-door sedan. And technically, it is a custom. So there was three versions made. One was just the sedan, apparently, the other one was the custom, and then there was the coveted s twenty two So the cool thing is it's kind of like you know we wanted a older car. My wife was very interested since she was a kid wanted an older car, and um we went and looked at a sixty seven galaxy, and it was just too big and We were kind of poking around the same area, and there was a Comet sitting up there, and I said, uh, I want that one. The guy's like, ah, it's a customer's car, so I can't, we can't sell it. And then lo and behold, that was like right before SEMA last year, and then lo and behold, the guy changed his mind. Um, Mike Donner, he's a pinstriper here in Oceanside, California, and uh, he changed his mind, and uh, I got the the hookup, really. I mean, um, excited about the car, and... uh, You know, body wise, it was made in LA and it's never left California. So Shane and I were underneath it with Steve on uh, Saturday putting seatbelts in it, and the bottom looks great. I mean, yeah, it's super clean. I didn't see anything like majorly wrong with it. Um, It was a manual transmission, they changed it to automatic. It does not have the original motor, Um, it is the larger inline six. And it's funny, like, you start looking at VIN numbers. There's so many different things on the internet. So it's kind of hard at some point. It looks like it is a, the block is out of a 78 Fairmont. So uh, that was the donor motor apparently for it. Um, but yeah, it's a cool car.
0: Yeah, that's good if it's the later motor because those Ford six cylinders. So the early, like the one like your car would originally had and that family threw a good chunk of the 60s. They were pretty light duty, yeah. and then late '60s Ford went in to beef it up for some strength, and they went from having three, was it, it was three or four main bearings to seven, mm. so a lot more strength and rigidity in both the block and and for supporting the crank and everything else. And they offer started offering a larger displacement too, and, and some other uh, improvements on those things. And that that motor ended up soldiering on until the early 80s when finally ford ditched the last straight six it had in any cars and because it was actually used in the mustang in the early fox body mustangs for a little bit because ford had a shortage of the 2.8 cologne v6 oh yeah and then finally once they sorted all that out and eventually got rid of the six cylinder entirely in the fox mustang and and all the other cars were going to front wheel drive except for the crown vic so that was it and um that left the F-150 is the only one with a straight six still in it with the, the 300 series. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it was kind of interesting when I started to look for parts for it. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things. You get a car uh, of that age, um, and no offense to the previous owners, but you kind of wonder, like, you, you almost have to give yourself whatever somebody did to it may not have been right. So, uh, I just uh, been tinkering on it. Like I said, last Saturday we did the seatbelts, which is just kind of a must for. I got two younger kids, so they want to ride in the back, but uh, it didn't originally come with seatbelts in the back. But started looking at stuff. You know, the valve cover gasket needs to be replaced. Uh, But then, you know, a lot of the information for the block, so I started having to look for parts for a 78. Um, so I, we're still trying to identify what transmissions in there. I think it's the three speed. Um, right. but, uh, you know, the Mercomatic, I, honestly, I, it's not a fast car by any stretch of the imagination.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's a definite cruiser.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a cruiser and, um, you know, we, we got it cause the body was straight. We're going to know plans for it is just really to just roll it around uh escondido maybe down to the beach i mean we're about a half an hour from the beach so just that kind of stuff um it does have i'm not sure if it would be considered an upgrade because i know people have so many different thoughts about protronics and vacuum advance and points and all these different things but uh it has the protronics distributor already done i just put a new coil got new plug wires that's all done uh, I'm doing the rubber seals all this weekend. Um, it does have a crazy exhaust leak that's going to get fixed, and that's really just the donut. Just put some bubble gum in there. Yeah, bubble gum. <laughs> but Shane and I, <laughs> when we were looking at the car sh- on Saturday, we did notice that the manifold has a pretty hefty crack in it. So uh, yeah. we're doing that. And I think it just needs to be tuned, and then um, maybe a disc brake conversion eventually. And then I know you sent me an email on the sniper that they're making for the 1100 AutoLite uh, to replace that. <laughs> and I remember when I first got the car, you said that carb was terrible, and that carb is terrible. <laughs> I mean, not only it's tiny, it's they tiny. Were bad and they were new. <laughs> yeah. It, it, so uh, maybe something like that, but you know, it, it's not going to get hopped up to do drag racing or something like that. I mean that. I definitely have a different view of uh, an older car than Steve. Steve wants to go fast, make crazy turns. Shane's not into older cars. He's into reliability and uh, his Toyotas, Uh, myself. I just wanted something to take to the grocery store and uh, just kind of drive around town. Cruising grand car. I really like to go to lunch with Shane and put my arm around him (laughs) because it really freaks people out, especially him. So
0: Well, it's interesting. So I was just looking at this this original factory sales brochure. So if that's got a three-speed automatic in it, more than likely that is the transmission that came with that motor and in, in the Fairmont that it that it was pulled out oh, of because the makes, factory automatic in that car was only a it was a two-speed.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh wow.
0: So, um, so more than likely than yeah, that's the later transmission too on that and. Yeah, the, the sniper, the the new eleven hundred auto light system is out officially now, and that sniper system is great on so many levels. Because <laughs> especially if you've got something where a factory carburetor was was not great to begin with, and then you get that that turnkey reliability like a modern car. Doesn't matter if it sits for a week or whatnot. Yeah. With modern gas, you go out, turn the key, and boom, there you go. Mm-hmm. And it's and, and it's it's interesting too, talking about hey you know everything's you got to go fast you got to go fast sometimes it's nice just to have a good cruiser you know and just just low maintenance yeah fun reliability easy to drive later when your kids get older you, you won't have a problem with them getting behind the wheel to, to, to drive it for one of the first times you know as they're learning stuff like that so
1: well yeah. it, it did uh i drove it last friday here it was super hot We kind of were screwing around Uh, one of our buddies, which we've talked about a bunch of times on a bunch of our videos. Kevin Brown, who's like the master mechanic, was looking it over, kind of popped a few of the wires off. And then I drove it home Friday, and boy, it was angry at me. Mm -hmm. What ended up happening was the coil wire inside was rusty, uh, and then the coil inside was rusty as well. But I gotta ah. tell you I gotta tell you one thing that's nice. I had a seventy four Land Cruiser and the points would burn out on that thing all the time and you'd have to push it and that sucker was heavy. Yeah. This <laughs> this comet, I pushed it off the side of the road into a bar parking lot, by the way. Uh, and it was too pushy. Did you get a beer? No, I didn't. They were closed. It to was go. closed. Five points closed. Who would've thought There's a liquor store right next door. There is a liquor store. <sighs> <laughs> so I, I pushed it into there. I thought I had vapor lock uh, because the way they routed the fuel lines on this thing goes right over the valve cover. Um, but, you know, I realized a couple things. I have not driven an older car for a long, long time, probably since my 20s, and I'm in my 40s. It was turning over, but it was either not getting gas or not getting spark. So I let it cool off, and it was getting gas. Uh, I could smell it, hear it, but it, so it wasn't getting sparked. So I pulled the plug and looked down the coil, and sure enough, the wire was totally rusty, which makes sense because the car was in Oceanside. You
2: just have to get in there and like twist it, twist it,
1: twist yeah. it. Yeah, I started yeah. scraping it with the with a key, mm-hmm. like an extra key I had. and uh,
2: Just enough contact to limp you home, right?
1: Yeah, our president <coughs> of heat shield showed up and, uh, you know, he tried to walk me through some th- thoughts that he had, but mm-hmm. I scraped the inside of the coil and inside of that wire, put it back on, fired right back up, mm-hmm. drove it home. Mm-hmm. So Very. when you're talking about, like, simplicity, you can see everything in that car. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's pretty basic. Yeah. Like water <laughs> pumps, and, and uh, it, it, it has been changed to an alternator, so it's it's not uh, – so that's been upgraded. Yeah. Not It's not a generator. Um so there some of the work has already been done it's just um you know will we paint it maybe we definitely need to get the interior because i think there was a family of something living in there mm-hmm. uh you got to do the si- the yeah. seatbelts in the back and yeah, it you smelled
2: h- a little bit like pee in there
1: <laughs> a little mm-hmm. busty a little like little like pee. <laughs> so but yeah I, it's cool I'm, I'm excited for it honestly and uh I'm gonna probably drive it one or two days to work uh, once we get the manifold fixed, and then, um, you know, that'll be it.
0: Yeah. you know, it's interesting too because in '63 with that car, there was no V8 option. No, it was a lot like the um, the early Chevy Novas, n- no V8 option. It was just the two, just two six cylinders, uh, a 170, and then an even smaller 144, and that was it. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. So the custom, that car, when you hit VINs on it, was three-speed manual trans with a 170 uh, inline-six. The paint color was a two-tone. Salt and white was the uh, interior color. I was telling the other day, like, it was a two-tone, and I think you're right. That was the interior color was salt and white, and then the exterior color I'm glad they changed. It's weird though. It said Pink Frost, which is like a champagne almost. Yeah. A um, well, lady color. Yeah, I should have. Yep. Ne- I should have never said anything about it being pink to my daughter because mm-hmm. that's what color she wants it yeah, now. Yeah, wants to paint it. <laughs> uh,
0: so exterior two tone options: Sol- Sultana White and Pink Frost Metallic.
1: Sultana. Okay, yeah. there you go. And then, uh, so, but then yesterday I was doing the cowl, like the cowl seal and. I pulled the old rubber up. It was all hard and crusty, and it's totally blue underneath there. Oh,
2: like a sort of like a turquoisey blue,
1: right? It wasn't even turquoise. Just what blue, was the blue, blue, blue option, Patrick?
2: Okay, so
0: you had, there were actually a couple of different blues. You either had blue satin metallic, actually, there were three blue satin metallic, Pacific blue metallic, or cascade blue. Oh, wow. Oh, and then there was an ocean turquoise. I'm going to guess if it was it was it a lighter or dark blue
1: yeah it lighter. was yeah it was I a think lighter I blue I on
0: there
2: somewhere too Oh
1: underneath. yeah it's in the yeah. Other side.
0: I'm going to guess pacific blue is going to be a dark color blue satin a medium I'd go with that probably it's the cascade blue that's yeah. that's the lighter blue color
1: I mean unless the car was painted 3 times which mm-hmm. i guess being from 1963 is quite possible Yeah I don't know why anybody want a car that was pink frost Yeah honestly yeah, lady yeah, maybe usually, she, she usually it went Mary the Kay. other way.
0: Like if something was, <laughs> if something was, because in the 50s, early 60s, a light pink color was still in style somewhat.
1: Yeah.
0: And then by mid 60s, <clears throat> those things got repainted because those colors usually didn't age real well. My my yeah. 55 hardtop was originally factory coral and gray, mm-hmm. and those cars typically come the 60s. That coral did not age well, style-wise. And those cars got repainted real fast, mm. either gray to cover up the coral or just a totally different color scheme.
1: That's kind of like a 70s style bathroom. Yeah. With the shag carpet mm-hmm. and the yeah. super. Oh, yeah. Carpet in the bathroom, yeah. Yeah, the super gompy tiles. Uh-huh. Yeah. Those didn't age well. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: no, that's cool, man. It's going to be neat to see how, uh, how you go through
1: everything with that. But it's like an off yellow. And uh, shout out to Kevin Tetz. i sent him some pictures of it of the uh clear coat that was coming off of it and i said in your expert opinion (laughs) because he's an expert painter what can be (laughs) done to this car he goes sand it nothing yeah he goes it's too far baked and he goes yeah he goes you could try to scuff it up with a brillo and then maybe get that crap off of there and try to wax it he goes but it's just going to need a paint job And then shout out to David Branson at DBR when I jokingly sent him a picture of the motor last night and said, what would you do to this car? And, you know, he's a drag guy. He sent me a gif back with a car going over a cliff. (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so he is obviously fast car type of guy, but I I know his uh, I you know I know his demeanor and I know he's just joking with us. That's but uh, that's, the problem
0: is you'd have to get a long start in that thing with that six cylinder yeah. to drive yeah. that thing off a cliff. It might
1: break down before you can get it over the cliff. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's Steve, long
0: downhill run.
1: <laughs> Steve followed me home on Saturday after we did the seatbelts, uh-huh. and I I made fifty five. Oh yeah. So. It, and it, it, I didn't have my foot totally into it. Yeah. So I think with the a new exhaust manifold and a couple of different things, like it might be freeway worthy. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, for sure. So, but, it, you know, the suspension is really nice. I mean, I've driven, my aunt has a Meteor same year, and hers is really wonky. Like it feels super loose. Mm-hmm. I, I don't feel that in the comments. So I no, think yeah. the rubbers have been redone yeah. and, and the shocks are newer. So, so. Um, shout out to the guy that had it before me did some work to it. But, yeah, we're stoked See? on it.
0: One thing that might be hurting that thing, Chris, too, and, and like we researched, when it comes time to do the five lug conversion on it yeah. and do a different rear, is the would the 170 cubic inch engine, whether you had a manual trans or an automatic, the rear axle gear was 320. Oh, wow. Mm. So it could be a deal where it's got that later transmission in it, and the gearing on the later transmission is not matching up well with yeah. that with that original rear gear. Hmm. and it that it, it might want some more gear just to spin it up a little bit in first gear to to get going
1: mm-hmm. sounds like a kevin brown problem yeah yeah
0: but see the thing is is that so that rear end in that car is uh like a 7.4 inch it's not a third member rear it's it's got a rear cover on it yeah the it's an early early ford rear so it's not an eight inch so and i talk to the guy out there about starting to track down parts for that and he's got the parts to put together a five lug eight inch that will fit in that car Hmm. and then there can look at doing a little bit better gearing you'll find out what the gearing is in that transmission that's in it
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and can look at hooking that up and and setting up that eight inch with some better gearing that might work just better overall with that thing
1: and it's a win-win because you go to a five lug and then you can convert the front brakes to disc Mm -hmm.
0: yeah and the disc is easy on that thing to Disc conversion, the parts are the whole kit's there it's
2: easy
1: well, I got Shane here, so he he's the
2: yeah i'm semi capable
1: <laughs> semi I'd say you're overly capable of that kind of stuff well uh but you know that's the comment and uh yeah, I'm excited for it and uh see what happens you know mm-hmm. we'll show some video. I think we're gonna probably tear the carpet out of it, um, the PP carpet, yeah, and then um, probably drop some heat shield, uh, sound deadening into the floor. Do a video on how to on that, um, and then put the carpet kit back into it, and then uh, find somebody to do the seats, and some, then it'll look some
0: good. DB, some DB skin and some stealth yeah. shield there under the new carpet.
1: Yeah, we'll do that or do the DB armor. I mean, um, yeah. I'll let Steve make the decision on that, but it's cool. Um, yeah, we're stoked. So, what else is up?
0: Well, um, you know, there's an interesting, t- we had an interesting tech question yesterday, and we get it a lot. Yeah. Where people ask us, you know, do you have a turbo shield to fit the turbo on my factory whatever? Right. And, you Sometimes know, if we a- get that. You know, we we get it a lot, whereas you have normal-looking turbos. Everybody pictures a turbocharger, and it's a T-series housing, and that the T-series denotes the size, displacement, and whatnot. But that a lot of the factory turbochargers these days, because they have so much built into them, tying in with the factory engine controls, emissions, everything else, a standard turbo shield can't really fit on there.
2: Yeah, there's linkage, all kinds of things.
0: But a lot of people don't understand. They think, oh, just I just need a turbo shield. Well, no, it's there are different size turbos and everything else. It's not just one thing can fit all of them.
1: Yeah, uh, we do get that question a lot. And, uh, you know, currently we make a T2, T3, T4. There is a T, I think it's a T5, but it's got like a funky bolt pattern. Mm-hmm. And then T6. And then towards... I don't know if we did it before or after SEMA. Reggie from Turbonetics sent us what they have deemed a Monster T6, mm-hmm. which is a huge housing, and we actually make those as well. Um, the The tough thing, with, like Shane was kind of pointing to, is sometimes there's actuators on there. Mm-hmm. We do have a video online where we went down the throttle and worked on, was it the 240? that so. Nissan 240 yeah. where we <coughs> did make measurements and then they cut it and um, and then it was restitched. Um, the hard part with that is if you're a consumer buying that and you can't really sew it, you're going to expose some of the um, insulation that's there. Yeah. Uh, but you know we, we make a bunch of them for different housings and now that's not to say we can't do that because if you send us a shield, we can make you one.
2: Oh, housing. We can make thank the shield. You. Yes. I'm, yeah,
1: thank you, yeah. Shane. I'm glad Shane's here. Uh, <laughs> if you send us the housing, we can make the shield. Um, that would send an email to tech at heat shield dot com. And uh, we can try to work that out. Uh, it's a one off. Yes. So, I mean, so, yeah, so it's a, it's not two pennies.
2: No. Yeah. It's a little little pricier.
1: Yeah. But uh, like for the Duramax. Somebody that's looking at it absolutely needs to know. Like, is there anything like an actuator or something on the housing? Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a calculator. I think it may um, spit out like a, yeah, an idea of what yeah. it is. But look, man, we want we want to help as much as we can. That's the one thing that sets us apart. If you call here and call our tech line, someone's gonna answer. It's either gonna be Ruben or myself, or Steve, they're going to answer the phone and we'll help you through it. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's. Um, if we don't know the answer to what size the turbo is, we have a bunch of people that we work with in the industry that are, like, turbo crazy, and they can help us out with that. So, mm. as far as the Duramax, do we technically make a shield strictly for the Duramax? The answer would be no. Um, but... Uh, we do make a bunch <coughs> of other shields for like the T series, like you said, that, uh, may, may work for that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that, that's it on turbo. I mean, there's so much information online I mean Steve does a great job putting that stuff there and kind of pours his mind out onto the, yeah. onto the thing and uh, under the website. So there's a lot of information about turbo shields on the, on the website and, uh, but, yeah, that's that's would be the very long answer for that. So, uh, can I take this thing into a crazy direction? Yeah. Like, you called me the other day, Patrick, or sent me a text, and I think you actually put it up on Instagram, and you said, hey, do you guys have these chips out here in California? And I'm like, well, I'm not sure, but those look really good. So, we found them. You sent it uh, to us. We got chips to try here. This is the Nashville hot. Nashville hot chicken. Steve should like those. yeah, Because I know he likes that Nashville hot chicken. We got. What do you got over here? I've
0: got
2: kettle cooked New York style pizza. New
1: York style pizza. Thin crust. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I got Philly cheesesteak right here. And, and look at this. dude, this is that's oh, oh, unreal I've right got,
2: there. I've got Carnitas Street Tacos,
1: Carnitas Street Tacos, and it's I'm El I'm
2: Torito Mexican restaurant.
1: Oh, wow! El Torito sponsored.
2: Yeah. I didn't know they're still around. So,
1: I, I'm not you got all your chips,
2: I got all
0: mine now. I've got to say, in early, in early discussions with other people, the bet yeah. is that the Philly cheesesteak ones are going to be the worst of the bunch and probably. The one that you try and go doesn't really taste like a cheesesteak, and not sure how you can,
1: you know, how you get the steak, how to get that steak on, a chip, on
0: but. a chip,
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> here, a one sauce. <laughs> Here's the interesting thing about cheesesteaks. I people may sell cheesesteaks out in in the West Coast, but look at my family's all from Pennsylvania, so I've been to Geno's, I've been to Pat's, where the Philly cheese originated. And nobody yep. in California comes, close. comes yeah. close. Just like nobody on the East Coast, sorry if you live there, comes close. You don't come close to our Mexican food. There is no way. When the avocado or the guacamole is fluorescent green, you know, yeah. it looks like Busta Rhymes Lambo, okay? That's not, <laughs> that's not real guacamole. So... Anyway, let's give a shot. Let's give it a shot. Let's see yeah. what we like. Let's try some chips. What? What? Uh, what? What do you want to try first? And I'm with you on the Philly cheese. I think that's gonna let's, be crazy.
0: Let's see. Um. Well, let's. Well, let's let Shane since Shane hasn't talked too much. Let Shane, you pick. You pick the first let's one we're gonna try. Carnita Street Tacos. Boom! Carnita All Street
1: right. Tacos. Here we go. Hmm.
0: Interesting smell when you open the bag. Yeah, take a whiff. Take just take a whiff first.
1: Experience the
2: bouquet. Yeah.
1: I'm not sure about that, dude. Go ahead, get one. Richard, are you in on one of these or no? Sure. Richard's filming and he's he's here. He's gonna try one too. I can taste cilantro.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say I can
1: taste Me that too. Better.
0: That's the strongest flavor coming out. There's like a little bit of grilled steak smokiness, but otherwise it's <laughs> no. just um, it's just real heavy on the cilantro and onion. It's got a little bit of an aftertaste.
1: Do you need sorbet to cha- uh, clean your palate, Shane? I have water. <laughs> oh, you have water. I have coffee. Oh wait. Uh, you have nothing. I'm not. Yeah, I'm done. I'm out. Okay, that was not, carnitas.
0: Not bad, not not terrible, not great, but not bad. Yeah. There. Let I'm me gonna... uh, slip out of the camera for a second.
1: Uh oh. You think he's puking? <laughs> yeah, I think he is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like those challenges. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Like, okay. Do we chip it up enough into the mic? You think we're annoying people with the chick chips? Oh,
2: maybe not enough. Oh, Patrick maybe, got a maybe little. Not enough.
1: Patrick got a vodka yeah. shot.
2: Yeah, right. I wish. It is afternoon for us, but still work
0: day, so can't drink until the work's done.
1: Okay, what what's next? Your choice.
0: Ooh, me or Shane?
1: Patrick, you go. Um, let's go ahead and get the Philly cheesesteak one out of the way. All right, I got that on my side. All right. By the way, uh, these are available at uh, Stater Brothers. Stater Brothers in California. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening, I'm not gonna mention the other place. I don't like them. Yeah. Stater Bros.
0: Well, yeah, for those of us who don't live in California, um, these were bought at a place, a business that started in Arkansas. And it's just about everywhere. So,
1: I mean, mm, the
0: bouquet is interesting.
1: I don't know. It smells to me like it's just a... it smells like barbecue Jeez. chips. Barbecue chips, yeah, yeah. Barbecue chips. Why are you handing them back? Oh, let me get you it. don't want to get in? Yep. Nom, 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 nom. He's not running mm. from the door. There is a friend in here. Look at, look at this. They don't taste too bad. Oh wow. Shane likes Philly cheese.
0: They're not bad, but there's not it, much.
1: It's, like it's,
0: where uh, the it's, had it's, a distinct flavor. I'm not
2: yeah. picking up much on these. It's like a barbecue chip with a little bit of the zest at the end. I don't know how to explain it. You know what I mean? I'm going to get that fly. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty
0: neutral.
1: Oh, no. I missed it. Yeah, there's... You know what? I thought there was going to be, like, a really strong flavor. There right, is, there's not. Nah.
2: It's like a barbecue chip. It wasn't too bad. You if know anything, what? I figured the cheese would be strong,
0: but it didn't even really taste any cheesiness to it. No.
1: I told a buddy we were doing this today, and he's, like, on this hardcore diet. Yeah. Oh. I said, we're going to try four different types of chips. And I started rambling off the flavors. My buddy would just call him CC. He's like, man, that's just not right. I said, well, by the time you watch it, you're going to be, you know, you'll be over (laughs) it anyway. But he was kind of into it. So, all right, so carnitas, we just had the Philly cheese. I'll pick the, uh, man. I think we should probably try the Nashville Hot.
0: Yeah, it's too bad Steve's not here to not there today because I think Steve, that this would be the one right up Steve's alley.
1: Yeah, he, yeah. Steve's a big fan of Nashville Hot mm-hmm. Chicken. Mm-hmm. What's the place he always talks about? Hatties or something, right? I
0: don't yeah, know. they're in Memphis. Is
1: that, is or, that, a, is that a single no, chain?
0: There's a really good one in Memphis, too.
1: Huh. Yeah, I know it's Nashville. All right, here we go. Yeah. This is the Nashville Hot. Okay. By the way, the sodium content is off the hook over here because I'm supposed to be watching. <laughs> I'm supposed to be watching my blood pressure. So if I keel over, Shane, give me mouth to mouth. You got it. All right.
0: Yeah. Well, it's not that bad. It's only eight percent per serving size, so you know it's it's not too bad.
1: Okay. So this is inspired by Party Foul, spelled F-O-W-L, in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. Party Foul. That, no- mm. that normally fowl, means, fowl like, like, spilling bird, yeah. your beer on something. I don't know. Interesting uh interesting sniff to it. Ah, my nostrils are burning. Oh, because it's hot. It's not really that hot. It doesn't smell that hot, at least. I don't know. It smell
0: like the paprika and the other stuff that's part of the Nashville hot chicken season. Oh, wow.
1: Shane really dug to in. He really, went, I
0: really like... he went right. in for two.
1: He went in for two. Let's see if Tanaka wants to try the hot stuff. I think he's a hot hot stuff guy. Tanaka, are you going to try some of that? Tanaka's trying the chips.
2: Sorry.
1: That's funny. I could taste like a little
0: fried chicken taste. Whoa, and there comes the heat.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Is it really super so, hot? Yeah, they're
2: spicy. Um, I don't know. It tastes like a watered-down barbecue chip
1: with some spice. Patrick, that's hot to you? I guess there is no, a, a, a tingle. It's not fried it's gator. Not...
0: It's not hmm. super hot. It's not like I've had Nashville hot fr- hot chicken before.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not as hot as that can be, but it's got a slow heat that comes on when you... At first you eat the chip, yeah. you don't taste it, and then it builds up. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: yeah. Here it comes. It's like Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Probably like a little cayenne in there or something. The bubble gum, you know? Mm-hmm. Where oh. it's like a full meal, mm-hmm. and then the girl turns into a blueberry. Yeah. I can't remember her name.
0: You can taste some of the, like changes said, you can taste some of the cayenne and the paprika It wasn't
1: Veruca's Salt, but... right? No. It was the guy who's, his, uh, the, uh, get him, get him, get him, get him. the dad owned the used car lot, right? What? Yeah. The, what, this, what was the, the girl's name that turned into a blueberry? In yeah. The oh,
2: the um, spoiled one. Violet. Violet. That's, Violet. Right. That's right. Violet.
1: Violet, Violet Beauregard. Mm-hmm. And the guy jumps on their used cars, Beauregard. That was great. Yeah.
2: Plugs his place.
1: Yeah. So here we're at. Uh, we're at the end. I kind of like the Nashville one. I'm coming back for a second. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs>
0: that burn. That burn lingers for a bit
2: too. Yeah.
1: I kind of like that. I, we didn't look. What's the Philly? Oh, wow. Gino. See, it. it's inspired. I'm sorry. I went backwards. The Philly cheese is inspired by Geno's. Mm-hmm. I got to say, when I went to Geno's multiple times and had two sandwiches, mm-hmm. it doesn't taste like two that. Two
2: sandwiches each time? Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, here's the thing is my parents live like four hours from Philly. Mm-hmm. So I got one while there yeah and I got one for the road. Oh there you go that I ended up eating anyway right sitting up, right there right waiting. in the parking yeah. lot yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're really good. they're really good. Uh, okay.
2: what what's the last one? Our last one's uh, kettle cook New York sliced pizza New York style pizza Inspi- Gr- inspired by Grimaldi's cold brick oven pizzeria in Brooklyn, New York. Cold brick in Brooklyn no. Coal, yeah, coal brick. Oh, coal.
1: coal not, not cold. No, coal. Cold gold. Coal, like
0: the black. Yeah, sack. coal-fired coal. brick oven pizza.
1: Is that a is that a thing? Oh yeah. What's CPK Shane? I have no idea. Coal fired like uh, like coal, like big like, coal, like like, but oh,
0: yeah. like charcoal. Oh, charcoal. Charcoal, no. coal fired for the oven.
1: Kind of a man. I still got the hot in my mouth. Yes. Yeah, mhm. Uh, dude, did you see that? I'm smelling the microphone instead of smelling this. I got a problem. <laughs> well, we've done that. I don't want to mix up my. Mm. I don't want to mix. These, up...
0: these have the best flavor out of all of them, as far as I'm concerned. Okay.
1: okay.
2: For a pizza taste? Uh, yeah, you can taste a little bit of. Um...
1: Oh wow! Oh.
2: Dude, oh,
1: get one. the vacuum.
2: Let me get another one.
1: Yeah. These have
0: have a good pizza flavor to them. You can tell, like, the pizza sauce and everything.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see myself Mm. buying these.
2: Yeah, those are the best of the bunch. Want some more? Yeah.
1: Man, Patrick. Yeah, these are good. I think Patrick likes those. Now, they, they... could you, did you find them in individual bags or the big bag?
0: Uh, I They just had them in the big bags at Wally World.
1: Okay, let's see how screwed we get here in California. What's the price for a year? Your...
0: Well, all right, so the list price on, like, the, the pizza ones is $3.49. Oh,
1: that's the same here.
0: But Walmart is usually, uh, they're a bit cheaper. And, like, here at Walmart, the kettle cook were... Three bucks a bag, and the regular chips were like two seventy nine a bag. So usually they're all cheaper than the marked price.
1: Standard roads we paid what two ninety eight. Mm-hmm. See, I would buy those chips, the New York style. Yeah, those aren't bad.
0: These are the best out of the bunch. The heat is still. I've still got some of that heat lingering from the Nashville hot chicken ones yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, me
1: too. You better go get some milk from behind that bar. Curve <laughs> your thing. I don't know. I mean, we can finish him for lunch. Yeah. See, I'm really, in my opinion, Shane is like a chip guy, because at work, he does what he likes to call Coke time. So at 11 every time every day, he has a Coke. But well, for lunch, he break. will it's yell good. out. Shane yells out Chip time, and he has <laughs> chips because we get chips here. But they're normally like Doritos yeah, or something like that. Yeah, little tiny bags. Yeah, bag, not massive yeah, bags. Little snack bags. So, Shane's like a connoisseur of chips.
2: Chip time! You know who we really need here? For who? A connoisseur of chips? Hmm. Uncle Brian.
1: Oh, Uncle Brian. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah.
0: See, I like, I like going when you I go, when I travel the on the, the road, I like going and finding, like, if there's potato chips that are local potato yeah. chips and different flavors and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, you guys, because you told me when you were out looking for these out there, you found a flavor that I've never seen
2: out here before. Um,
1: Chili Riano.
2: Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That is intriguing. We I, I
1: Well, it is what it is. It's
2: probably another then, another, I, I, another I, 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 uh, spicy chip.
1: Probably, yeah. yeah.
2: I had to go to
0: Walgreens yesterday, and I spied something that I had not seen before. So you guys have had combos before, right?
1: Combos? Yeah. Now,
0: I did not know that they had a sweet barbecue flavor combos out on the market.
1: Baked cracker. Yeah, I don't know about that.
0: Yeah, that's the first time I've seen those. Hmm.
1: I uh, I kind of enjoyed that.
0: I, oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: I had another Nashville hot. I, I'm on the fence. Nashville <laughs> hot or the pizza?
2: Well, they're they're both pretty pretty good, but I think as far as like the best representation of what they're trying to trying to mimic, uh-huh. the pizza one is the best.
1: Well, I guess you're right there if you're gonna analyze it like yeah. that.
2: Yeah, because the pizza, looking... like, cause you can get the, the pizza sauce, the basil, the...
1: Yeah, you can kind of, yeah, sort of taste a little bit like the pizza. Looking at my body style mm-hmm. and looking at your body style, mm-hmm. you're obviously going for the flavor and all this stuff. I'm just eating it. Yeah. But, no, I, I, I'm going to pick Nashville Hot over the New York style.
2: What about you, Patrick? I I
0: gotta go. I gotta go. The New York and of all of them. The New York style pizza is the mm-hmm. best, as far as like you said, representing the flavor.
1: Yeah, what they're and, go, what they after and what yeah. it yeah. is. Yeah, New was hardcore. that was the
2: best.
0: I'd well, go, I'd go New York style pizza, Carnita Street Taco, Nashville Hot Chicken, then the Philly cheesesteak, Ranking them one to four. Yeah,
1: same here. You think we just jumped the shark like Happy Days since we're not talking about cars? <laughs> People that drive cars eat chips. That's true. So, yeah, if you're at your...
2: we got a common ground.
1: If you're at your local (laughs) car show, you know, maybe swing by and get yourself a flavor icon. Yeah, chip chip. Hey,
2: and I'm sure it's got to
0: stop for gas, walk into the convenience store to get a cold drink or something, especially if you're in a ride with no air conditioning, and you're going to see the potato chip stack there. Mm. Now, there's another new item floating around on the Mm. market as we're talking snacks. I have not been able to get a, 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 a tin of them yet is the... Wendy's Baconator flavored Pringles. Oh wow!
2: <laughs> Gee, Will. Oh, that's right. weren't you in weren't you in England taking pictures of the Pringles they had there?
0: Oh yeah. So you? I was in England yeah. two years ago, and I was looking at all the chips and the Pringles and stuff. But they got all sorts they of crazy do. flavors.
2: They uh, When we were in Germany, it was the same thing. They had Pringles, but they were all weird flavors.
1: So they don't have Frito Lay,
2: huh? Uh, yeah, they have Frito Lay there.
1: But Pringles is bigger. Uh, no, they had kind of both.
2: Hmm.
0: Well, it's called, like, Frito-Lay is, It's I forget, um, Walkers. So yeah. instead of Frito-Lay, the brand is Walkers. But it's still, like, the same overall logo same stuff, as Frito-Lay. Yeah. It just yeah. says Walkers on it. But, like, interestingly enough, though, they can't get Cheetos in
1: England. Wow. Weird. They can't get them or people just don't like them. Maybe.
0: No, they just they they don't don't have them. So whenever I go to visit my sister, I have to save space in my luggage to smuggle over bags of Cheetos. Oh no way! Them and my niece and nephew.
1: What oh, what part of Europe do they live in?
0: England. They live just outside of Oxford.
1: Man, in in England. I'm not sure if Miles listens from uh, Old Hall performance, mm-hmm. but we could always throw in a bag of Cheetos. Cheetos for him, yeah. Yeah, maybe we should All do right. that, and he'll go. I'm what you, are if these? If you
0: guys did that. The next order you guys do for him, if you sent him, and when he sees this, I'm sure he will email and be overjoyed. If you send a couple of decent-sized bags of just the regular standard Cheetos, yeah. not the puffs, yeah. but just standard Cheetos.
1: You know, he actually saw the post that we that you put up on Instagram, Patrick, and he's like, mate, because you know, he always says mate. Yeah. Mate, <laughs> can you send me some of those chips? <laughs> So oh, maybe really? we'll have to do that. Yeah. I mean, we have a substantial order going over there, so maybe we'll throw yeah. some yeah, chips. Yeah, we throw him a bone with some chips. Miles, if you're listening, we'll it's throw some chips. It's a good
0: reward chips. for a loyal customer, and yeah. they're great guys there, too. That was fun when I got a chance to go by and visit them a couple years ago.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's a good dude. Um, yeah. Well, we did a little something funky. Uh, we talked about a 63 Comet. I mean, who who knows? It's not really a hot yeah. rod, but we— Comet Turbos Chips. Cobbett Turbo Chips. Yeah. yeah, that's it. So that was podcast 22. We hope you enjoyed it. And I think we're At
0: out. At the very least, yeah. hopefully we made you hungry too. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right.
1: So, Patrick, thanks for joining us. Tanaka, behind the scenes. And Shane, thanks for being here with me. My pleasure. It's always fun to uh, Good hang talking out to you, with Patrick. you.
0: Good to see you talking with you guys again today. I hope you both have everybody there has a good weekend.
1: Yeah. And sadly, Shane, I didn't bring the comments. So we can't, I can't drive around with my arm around you. Oh, what a bummer. But maybe we I'm could do it this weekend. my way huh? home. <laughs> maybe we could do it this weekend. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for watching or listening. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.
0: From everyone at Heat Shield Products, we thank you for listening to Hot Laps. Leave that review, subscribe, tell a friend. And most of all, stay cool. We'll see you next time, right here on Hot Laps.